1 Corinthians. So open your Bibles. But before I go there, I had a very interesting experience this afternoon. So I, I, I obviously was praying uh, in pre- preparing, and I sensed the, the Spirit of the Lord. And as I was praying, I, and I'm going to explain this, I saw, I had a vision. But it's like the vision was so real, it was like, it was like real. And Will, I saw Will's face. And he said, and I looked and I could see his eyes. And you know Will's, he used to carry those eyes of concern. You, you, could, you, could, you could see in his eyes what he was concerned for. And uh, I heard this, will you encourage them for me? And um, will you encourage them for me? And just to, I, I know that prophetically things need to be explained. And I, and I know that de- the devil's after me. So I'm going to give a little bit of clarity. And I know Mike Davies will have my back. So it doesn't mean that Will spoke to me. Uh, what it means is that the Lord was communicating to me something in his heart through the picture of Will. And in some ways, Will's in Christ. I don't want to go too far with this. But everyone who's passed before us are actually in Christ and are doing what he does. And when we commune with Christ, we actually in some ways are communing with them. And the scripture in Hebrews says that they actually are watching us run our race. But this is what he said to me. He's carrying concern for his daughter and for Pierre. And I want to prophesy over you guys and just share what I'm sensing in the spirit. Uh, in the book of Mark, it says that Jesus was sleeping in the boat. And uh, they were going through a storm. And, and for them, they said, how can we go through this storm and you sleeping? This is probably Mark 4. I didn't go and look at the actual scripture. And the Bible says that they woke him. And I, I sense that, that prophetically what I'm saying to you is that Jesus is waking in your storm. Even though he hasn't been asleep, but for you he's waking. And uh, I felt that the Lord is concerned for you. And he's carrying you and he's interceding for you, not alone. So I want you guys to come up. I want to keep on praying. And I actually want us to intercede for them. Uh, I, my sense is that we can prophesy over them. They're going to be encouraged. But they're actually in a spiritual battle. We must pray them through as well. And uh, Skip, stand here. I'm going to actually minister to you. And then we can pray for you guys as a church. Uh, and I've, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, He's going to soften your heart supernaturally for each other. And not that you're in a bad place. Uh, but there's actually a grace being imparted to you where there's going to be a softening of your hearts for each other. And I saw bait. And, and what, the, what the enemy is doing is, is he knows the circumstances you're facing. And he's baiting you. And, he's, and, he, and he wants you to take uh, the bait, which is conflict of looking at the situation from your perspective, not from his perspective. And, and the Lord is, is, in a sense, really pulling up the handbrake. And uh, I want to encourage the two of you, stop the conflict, fix your eyes on the Lord. I also want to say to you, Pierre, that uh, there is something of the blessing of will on your life. And, um, and you carry that. And, and that uh, there's going to be a suddenly for you. And I think we'll use that word very often, a suddenly for you. And, and, and for the two of you to be encouraged in this time and to be strengthened. So I want us just to pray. I'm pr- let's pray in tongues from as a whole church. Just lift our hands. Let's pray for them. Keep on praying. And for you, Juliet, I, I felt like the Lord was saying to me that what happened was actually right. 
and there's a divine acceptance coming over you to accept what has happened. God is going to allow you to accept for you the horror of losing your dad when you felt like you shouldn't have lost him. And God says, I'm, I'm, I'm finding your heart even tonight, and I'm going to give you grace, and you're not alone. And God says, you're not alone. And, and, and your Father's in the Son, and He's in Christ, and you with Christ, and Christ is in you. You're not alone. And so, Lord, we just allow divine acceptance, and Lord, even, an, even a beginning of praise to flow into our hearts. Um, I, I just saw the exhaustion of a child that's been kicking against sleep and kicking against, like, just going into that place where it lost their sleep. And I know you as parents have often seen that. And I, I see such a beautiful picture of mourning and wrestling with the Lord, um, almost like a child would, like, kick against the sleep and then you just falling asleep in the Lord's arms, um, both of you, you know, that picture of Jesus asleep in the boat in the middle of the storm, but I saw you falling asleep in his arms, and uh, I, I do want to speak of you, a time will come when the morning is over, and we, there's a sleeping and a resting in the boat, and um, in that place, there's a, there's a deeper intimacy for you with the Lord than you've ever experienced before, like some, such a treasure ahead of you as you go through this, such a treasure ahead of you, because there's nothing you desire more to let, there's nothing you desire more pure than to be intimate with Jesus, to be so close to Him, and I, I believe the Lord in this hard time is holding for you, and so you have something so deep and so special to look forward to, yes, His hands on you, yes, His arms around you as you mourn, but there's a time where you're just going to fall asleep with Him in the middle of the storm. And there's a peace coming and an intimacy coming that um, you both have longed for and prayed for. And what's interesting is when Jesus was awoken in the boat, uh, it was storming, the boat was beginning to sink. And he rebuked the wind, not the waves. The waves were causing the boat to sink. He rebuked the wind. He spoke to the waves. And, 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 and I'm, I'm just trusting that God's going to give you guys wisdom, ability to navigate. He's been facing, just to give everyone in the know, and it's, it's a, a real trial they've been going through where he lost his uh, employment through, my guess is COVID, and they've lost their, their uh, anchor and their dad. It's just been a lot of different events, and they've, they've been in a real storm. Let's keep on praying. Can we pray again for them? This is just lift them up. Just in, it's in, in tongues. So God, Lord, we come to the living God, and Lord, we we look at this wind and we rebuke it in the name of the Son of the Living God, and we speak to the waves and we say to the waves, "Be still," and let the storm subside. God, I ask that this boat will find its harbor, this boat will find its rhythm, and we speak the blessing and the favor that you put on Will. We release it. And we honor it over them. And Lord, let, your fa- let the Father's will be done in their lives. And we decree this. We, we release it tonight in your name. And uh, <clears throat> just to, we're going to do this differently and just bear with me. They are finding a new congregation just because of what's happened. And they also need to live somewhere else. And they've been drawn back to go to Sunningdale PM. Sorry, Edgemead PM. Uh, and we're going to bless them. 
uh, would you just come stand with me as, as an elder? And so in line of this prophetic word, we bless you to find your home amongst us. But Lord, we want to ask for favor with the elders and with the people. And, and Lord, even just the unlocking of what you want to unlock in their lives. Let this time be seen in the light of your works as a gift and not as a curse. So we bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. That is a great sending off, eh? A little different. A little different. Okay, open your Bibles. I'm, I'm really going to try and keep this uh, to the point and hopefully honor the Lord and Andrew. So we're looking at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. God made it grow, if you're reading the NIV. God gave the increase. Interesting context. Uh, it's a lovely piece of scripture, but they were really wrestling with, you know, who do they follow? It's interesting how Paul would take this slant. They were saying, well, one follows Apollos and one follows Paul, and who's our real leader? And it's, it's interesting how, how Paul's able to say, follow me, and in other situations he's saying, listen, yeah, God's the one who makes these things grow. Uh, it's, and you need that nuance between the two, but uh, lovely scripture. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit later. I might read the whole of, of, of that chapter. But one of the things that Andrew wanted to build into us, and so this is a point I'm going to make, and this is to lead elders, but actually it applies to all of us. And what he was saying is that often leaders make little mistakes. And uh, if they can recognize those mistakes and make small changes, those small changes make big differences. So in our context, working with God, and, and seeing the growth in your life, seeing the increase in your life, small changes can make big differences. It's very important. And he used the example of a surfer. Uh, and he got, the, he got the analogy from actually from Mornay van der Valt from Mossel Bay because he was sharing the story with me. He was saying that his son is being coached by a really good surfing coach. And, uh, and he was saying that when you, in, I'm going to just do surfing language for a short while. Can you bear with me? But when you're doing a, a bottom turn with your back to the wave, you, you often put your leading arm out. And, and most guys put the arm and don't put it high enough. But he says, if you will put your leading arm out, but just turn the hand as you do it. What it does, it opens up your whole body. Now, when it comes to surfing, it's all about style. I would say the basics of surfing is speed, style. You can do a really good maneuver, but still look bad. And so if you're, a, if you're a, a, an aspiring surfer like me, like maybe a personal confession, you guys don't know, you know this, but, but one of my dreams just died recently. I, I realized at 52 this year, I'm not going to get on the WSL. <laughs> and, uh, but I've, I've really, I mean, I've wanted to be a pro surfer all my life. So, 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 but even though I'm never going to become a pro surfer, I still want to learn when I can learn and make those little differences. And so just the opening of the hand makes a huge difference in how that person looks and how they do maneuver, the maneuver. And, and, and what he did was he said, and it's the same with leaders and the same with us, small changes in our lives can make big differences. Often we need someone else to point out little things. Someone came to me recently and said, thank you so much for being willing to give me perspective on my parenting there's a certain situation. And he said, you know, I know that when you came to me and you pointed out what was happening, you were doing it at your own risk. 
And it's interesting when it comes to helping people. I'm not talking about correcting people. Often people just want to mirror so they can see how they're coming across to others. And I just reflected back to him what I saw. I didn't correct him. I reflected back to him. I can tell you the situation. But he went, his eyes opened. And he, went, and he responded differently. And he came back to me a few years later and said, Thank you so much that you are willing to care for me enough and take the risk to give me perspective on something that's often very difficult to receive in that area. But little changes in your life can make big differences. Something I'm really excited about, can you bear with me for a moment? This is exciting though. Is, uh, is I find this thing about change fascinating. Do you know that science is recognizing that in mastering new tasks, exercise, physical exercise, or, or even a difficult work problem, or developing new skills, that the body and the mind respond by creating new gene codes and proteins building new neural structures. I don't know much about this, but it sounds really interesting. <laughs> so I just wanted to put a disclaimer out there. So what it's really saying is that when you develop a new task, the body responds with new genes and new neural thinking pathways. Think of a task you couldn't do 10 years ago, now you can do it. There's a change in the way your mind sees that thing. And science is saying there's actual physical changes in your body and in your mind when you do new things. That's incredible. And we obviously know that if you pick up weights, your body's going to change. Um, I found this really fascinating. You know, what's interesting as well, and in line with this, that um, in, uh, in 1896, there was the first Olympic 100-meter sprint uh, race. So the 100-meter sprint, which is really the the epitome of athletics in some ways, was introduced in 1896. And for 72 years, no one could break that magical number, the 10 seconds. No one could run a, a sub-10 seconds. And in, in 1968, a guy called uh, Jim Hines, I think it is, I'm just remembering, uh, broke the 10-second mark. Now, this is the interesting part. When he broke the 10-second barrier, Three guys in that year broke it. So it hadn't been broken for 72 years, and suddenly three guys broke it. Within eight years, 10 people broke the barrier. So it's interesting. It's not just something physical. An actual mental change took place. Isn't this interesting? You know, so how does God bring change in our lives? Well, you know, I want to say this to you. I really want to say it to you. God delights in you. Really does. Reggie, the Father, delights in you. God loves us where we are and who we are. And you need to really live there. And without neutralizing that, without neutralizing it, God loves you with such deep light, such deep delight, that He wants you to share in Himself. And He wants you to share. In all of who Christ is. And so he will change you. He will, he will bring himself and transform you little by little out of his love. You need both. And so I'm going to cut a long theological reality down quickly short so that other guys can share. Uh, often he will bring limitations into our lives to fast track this process. Just think of a difficulty or a limitation in your life. Now, 
God will use those things for a purpose. And so what He wants is, why does He bring things our way that make us lean upon God in a way we don't want to lean upon Him? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like He wants us to literally be permeated by the very life of Christ in our, in our essence, in our, in our cells, in our genes. We want, he wants us to lean upon Him where our energy and our strength is coming from Him. Our thinking is being influenced by His mind. Our hearts are influenced by His emotion. It's like He actually wants us to live by Him and for Him. Like he, he, In His love, He wants that for us. And so He'll bring things that will transform us. Now, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit interesting. But it's hard for us. I'll give you an example that I'm ending on this. That is quick. I like it. I'll end on this. Think of the Apostle Paul. He wrote this beautiful piece of Scripture, 1 Corinthians. Most influential person in that Christian era. The Apostle Paul. The Apostle of all Apostles. He spent huge amounts of his time. Where? Jail. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know that church works on connection, church works on input, all that. You know, we know how it works. It's like God removes this guy. It's a massive limitation. Do you, can you imagine what he processed in that limited space, thinking-wise, heart-wise? Had a lean. He learned, he, I, I think he, he learned to, to lead into prayer much more than he did outside of prison. I think even his affection for the church was probably birthed there in another level. It's like he would speak about the church. God knows I carry you in my heart with affection. I'm not sure, but it's somehow that limitation brought Paul into a, 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 a higher level of just being infused with Christ. His mind had to be expanded because the only way he could influence the church was through writing and through prayer. So this limitation probably was a real obstacle for him. But God's intention was the best for him and the best for us. Often a limitation or a terrible circumstance is like a big, ugly, old thorn. But it's somehow wrapped in the pure delight of the Father. That's why James says, and when you read James, you think, yeah, this guy's like, what's he been smoking? He starts off with like, considerate brothers, pure joy. Like, huh? When, when trials of many kinds come your way. Like, hey, you can't be serious. But if that's true, small changes, big difference. Thinking, attitude. Think of what one thing right now, one thing, that's a real limitation for you. And how you're responding. Is it a gift yet? Because he says, consider. Paulette, I'm talking to you now. He says, consider. It's like he, he's saying, you have to consider this sin because it's not natural for you to see it as a gift. Everything in you is saying, no. <laughs> get, it, get it away from me. I don't want to anymore. I don't like this thing. What, did it, what is it? It's like you have to consider it so that you can see it from heaven's perspective. That's big. And if you're like me, I have to wrestle. I have to wrestle with myself, wrestle with God. Sometimes I'm, you know, like I, I don't want this thing anymore. I don't want to follow this path anymore. Uh, but we consider, we, we come into union with the Lord. A great preacher, Charles Spurgeon, said, 
I've learned to kiss the waves of affliction. Speaking about difficulties. He suffered from depression. I've learned to kiss the waves of affliction that throw me upon the rock of Christ. How's that? How's that for a consideration that's been cleansed by the Lord's perspective? Not easy. Garth, I'm looking at you. Not easy. What is it that God would want you to take and to say, Lord, this thing is spiking me like a form that's got no respect and I just can't, it's, it's, it's stabbing me, I'm limited, I can't change this thing. Could you kiss it? Could you shift? Could you invite the Lord's presence? Could you lean into Him? And so, my contribution into is, from Andrew's time, is small changes. Sometimes, through the help of a brother, big difference. These athletes that I spoke about were honored as world heroes, world record holders. They got a prize that was fading. You get a prize that's unfading. How much more should we, like them, keep on pressing towards what God has for us? That's good. Glad I could share it with you. So that's my contribution. Uh, Lord, how would you want us to respond? Can I pray for us a little bit? Do you want to come forward? Um, if you're like me, you get light for a short moment. And when light comes, it fades again. So we've been sharing and you're getting some light. But it'll be very easy for you to go back to normal. Uh, and I'm quite sure that God has tailor-made your trials for you. Someone say amen. <laughs> so what he does is, he'll actually, in his love, and he won't give you something that's going to derail you. I've honestly, personally, have said in the past, God, I know you're faithful, but this thing you brought my way, this is going to kill me. And it's true in some ways, but I'm talking about a different type of killing. This is really, this is going to murder me. Are you sure? Like, I, I've come very close to saying, God, I, I don't want to say you're cruel. I can't say, but it feels like it. Uh, and, and sometimes emotionally, it can be very difficult, very difficult to come to a place where you, where you kiss something. And you lean into something and you say, God, I want to invite you into this. I want to respond. So I, I don't want us to, uh, uh, and I think the Spirit of the Lord will touch a few people. But this is what I don't want. Five people to stand and the rest of you feel like you're doing well. <laughs> and it's not an accurate reflection. 
I would say all of us, including me, have got God-given trials that we would need to lean into and find the Lord. So I want us, for those who know, this thing's critical for you in this season. So I found, I've probably gone through about three or four significant trials I can remember. If you are going through something you think is quite significant in terms of, might not be a, a life crisis, but you know it's so important for you to respond rightly to this, and you want to make a small change in your thinking, your heart attitude, or you just want to acknowledge it before the Lord, I want you to stand. And then close your eyes, and I think I'm going to ask her, I'm actually going to ask some of the elders, maybe even to come pray over us, or, uh, but, but some of those around you to maybe pray. But let's ask the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, how would you want me to respond? And how can I kiss this, which really means me allowing you to have your way in me? Actually, honest, I feel like there might be a song over, over the guys, eh? Might be. Um, Lord, I'm going to bring my brothers and my sisters before you. And Lord, where comfort needs to flow, but not comfort, Lord, that soothes them in the pain and, and, and leaves them in a place where, they, where they're not looking up, but comfort, God, that's deep from you, that allows them, allows them to see you, to see the eyes of Will, to see his concern, to see the heart of God. That they would, Lord, allow this part of their lives not to be resisted. God, but where, but where spirit, Lord, and life will come in. Actually, I want to, it's interesting, I, uh, I want to pray for those. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm going to pray for those who've got depression. I just want you to just open your heart to the Lord. Father, Lord, I ask that where comfort needs to be released. Lord, where there's just a, maybe not depression, but just where their souls have become downcast. Lord, I, I ask for life and for spirit to be released. And Lord, we, where we need to take authority over the spirit of darkness, we do so in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The spirit of darkness, leave. I want to pray for a group of people who um, are carrying pain, but it's actually a lot of it is other people's pain too. Um, and you've hoped that you can come into this new year after a holiday just with a light heart, but it's almost like there's some leftovers of things that would was so hard and memories of yeah people's pain and your own stuff and family stuff and your children and yeah it just I, I, I just feel like these inner memories still and a, a design in the Lord's heart also to give you a new fresh day new mercy so Lord tonight as we bring these things towards you as we say God um, you 
oh Lord, of our lives. So everything is father-faulted, even the pain of those around us, even the people who we're trying to help and encourage and, and, and um, yeah, the, the, the burdens we be for others, Lord. And we want to bring it to you and say, thank you, Jesus, that there's not a human being we love that you do not love more, that there's not a person whose soul we are concerned for that you did not die for and pay for and are pursuing by your spirit, Lord. That there's not a situation last year that you've just pushed aside and forgotten about, Lord. But you understand every burden on our hearts, every bit of pain, every bit of bruising. And your mercies are new. Your mercies are new. So I pray for new mercies for us tonight. New hope, God, for, for those who are in despair. New hope for those who have been praying a long time and haven't seen change, Lord. New comfort, even deeper comfort for those who have mourned together with others, Lord. In Jesus' name. There's great comfort here, but I want to encourage you. The way out is obedience. You obey your way out of a trial. And you thank your way out. I, want to, I feel like the Lord's going to cleanse those who feel like there's a, a pattern of unthankfulness. It's like your heart's bitter. And, and, I actually, I, and I'm just going to say, some of you might need to come to the front. There's actually be a cleansing and a freeing. So then you might need to come to the front. Quickly respond. We don't need to take too long. I also see uh, over you, Rob, and now I see the, the same spirit is released over Juliet and Pia. The Lord's softening your heart for each other supernaturally. And, and uh, I know a little bit about your, your marriage, but I, I, I feel as well that, that the, the coming to the end of your own strength is not demonic. Uh, and, and the Lord understands that it's, it doesn't mean that yes. you haven't loved. Uh, and I, you haven't told me that, and that's I'm just out of my spirit saying that. Uh, but the Lord's saying, I'm softening your heart as well. And Lord, we release the spirit of unity over them. Yes, Lord. Let's intercede for this couple a little bit quickly. Let's go for it. Let's pray for them. Brandon, will you just put your hands up? Lord, we, not just, we, we ask God there be a contending for this marriage. We speak life over it, God. We say that whom God has joined, let no man separate. Lord, we release the spirit of that in their lives. Those who are struggling as they get prayed for unthankfulness, I feel like something's going to break in that area. Un, you've been, uh, you haven't been able to be thankful. Quickly. And there can be, you know, when you're unthankful, you actually, it's like, it's like that thing invades you. It can come right into your spirit. It's like you become an ungrateful person. God wants to cleanse you from that. And that's quite a difficult one to uh, confess or own your need for. But it's the same as uh, one of the most difficult sins I've ever confessed is jealousy. I don't mind confessing lust. I can confess anger without even feeling any shame. But jealousy, what a terrible sin. <laughs> but the only way I could be free was to own my sin. If you want to be free, you need to own it. No one taking that one. Okay? Come to the front. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We're going to go for one more minute. Just one more minute. There's, some, there's a, quite a lot of ministry going. It's great. Just come and stand up here. Father, let this man receive what you're giving us.
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Mike Redigan. Uh, Mike, I, just as I was looking across, I saw, uh, actually, I think it's a prayer. And I, and I, and I, the Lord sees the prayer of your heart if you want to walk closer with Him. And I see the Lord having different roadways that He's going to open up for you. And He's going to meet you and going to find you. And I, I want to ask God that just the, the gift of him being a worshiper, and it's much more, and it's much bigger than a worship leader. Lord, the worshiper that you've made him to be. God, I ask that, that the, the very destiny and the reason why he was born, and, and, and Lord, what, what he gives to you, and only he gives to you. And Lord, even that uh, release, Lord, of him being who you've called him to be, will release his wife and release his children. Father, I ask that that call would be blessed in his life. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot of people being ministered to. Uh, I want us to not move on, but if you can sit. And we can come back here again. Some people will maybe stay standing. But uh, I would love uh, Milani to prophesy over us. Then we're going to have some other elders to share a couple of nuggets. And I think you and AJ are going to be after that. You guys good? Have you got appetite? Can we go a little bit deeper? You sure? Okay. So, Melania, I think we're going to, have you got that word or do you feel you've got something for us that you want to prophesy over us? Go. Yeah. Um, this week, the Lord spoke something to me that was an incredible encouragement to my own heart. Um, and I'm very emotional. It's been a week of being in God's presence for hours on end. And it's been so good to us. And just for those of you that's curious about go what's going on in elders' meetings, like I get to sneak in. So when we fill in those forms, they say, are you an elder or elder's wife? And I go, hello, it's Milani. Um, Andrew said he would like me to be here, but if there's a gap for me, you know, so, so I'm one of those people that, yeah, I end up at these meetings. And, I, and, and, and you would think the guys are talking big plans, you know, and strategies and whatever. You know what we spoke about the whole week? It's just Jesus and Him wanting our hearts. And I felt a word for you as a congregation that the Lord is promising again that those who will allow Him to move their hearts will be used by Him. If you will allow Him to move your hearts, you will end up doing great things for God. You know, sometimes we, we like, we like, go, oh, Lord, send me, send me. And the Lord is saying, yes, I want to move you like to places and nations and people and do great things before, um, with you. But first he wants to move our hearts. And, um, and I, one of the things I feared for us is just Jane. I mean, Dylan is here and, and Deja and Sonia is here. And we have lots of memories, you know, of being like, just a lounge full of people and not knowing what we're doing. And then over the years, 
this thing have exploded. This Josh in his peak, you guys realize that it's like it's really big. And um and and in I have started to fear that we'll just become so watered down that mm. that we will stop being a people whose hearts are moved by God. That we'll become known as a people that go all over the place and do a lot of stuff. Yeah. But will we be known as those who allow God to move our hearts? And this is the word that the Lord gave to me twice. He said to me, over the centuries, there's been many who have served me from a distance and who have worshipped me from afar. But that, Joshua generation, will not be said of you. You will always draw near to worship. And you will always follow closely. It will not be said of you that you worship me with your lips, but that your hearts are far from me. And I, I, I want to exhort you as a congregation. Yes, you are known. This is what you're known as. As I said to people, I'm visiting you guys tonight. They're like, oh, there's so much love. Oh, there's such a great congregation. And I know through the years how you love one another, how you encourage one another, the community you live in, and the way you reach out to the lost, and how cool you are, you know, all the surf analogies that we used to have in the old days in Josh Jean. Like, it seems like you're still the, you know, the surfer part of the church. And, um, and I, want to, I want to just say... Um, through all of it, through all of it, stay that people whose hearts are easily moved. As you go, as God uses you, do not be those who go just with what you say and even with the way you walk, but let your hearts always be moved by the Lord. And you will be known not as a people who worship Him with their lips, but whose hearts are far from Him. You'll continue to be known as a people whose hearts are moved by God. Grant, can I add to that? Um, I, I, th- I want to echo that for uh, for us. Um, something that I that I sensed this weekend, just as as we were worshiping, even um, I found myself often more than singing, I I just shouted. Um, that's why my voice is so inna today. Like I, um, I I would just shout. There was like something of a um, the the scripture that I had in my heart is like. I don't want to be ever hearing and not perceiving, but I want my, I want my body to respond to the Lord in whatever uh, in in whatever way He requests me to do. And I know for me, singing comes naturally. Sometimes it's easier. I like to worship, but there was something like I don't want to just fall into the rut and and just hear and never respond to God. Like and then that that my heart grows callous. So I would I stood in worship and I just shouted off off key completely and uh, and I, but there was something in my heart like god i just want to please you in some form of reaction towards what um what you're doing and I, so i want to i want to echo with us with that word guys we need to respond to the lord okay physically in voice we can even sit here tonight and just hear oh wow that's wonderful i want to urge you respond to the lord tonight okay and not only tonight in like as we go but if god is touching your heart i want to ask you shout okay like say yes stand lift your hands whatever way god wants to be pleased tonight i want to I urge you, don't walk out here and you heard, but we didn't respond. We need to awaken us to, 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 to the Lord's voice, okay? okay? What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. We, need, we need a shout in our hearts, minimal, mm. but we need a shout out of our mouths as well. But we're not going to do the one, two, three now. Yeah. It's a spirit thing. Yeah. You know, a callous heart, another thing that Andrew addressed, is very hard to shake off. Very hard. It's like a discouraged heart. A discouraged heart? Very hard to shake off. John the Baptist got discouraged 
And that discouragement made him look at Christ and go, I wonder if you're the Messiah. Mm. That's bigger. He was the guy given the revelation of who this is. And discouragement made him see it completely differently. If you're discouraged, realize you're looking through a lens that's skewed. If your heart is calloused, it's a real fight. Mm. So we're fighting a war against the calloused heart. I wonder if, mm. Pauline, I'm not even sure what you're sharing, but we have to war against the calloused heart. Mm. And we might need to do some radical things. How does a calloused heart come? It's hearing the Word of God and thinking that me hearing it is my job. But there's no change. Mm. And what happens is that part of you learns to be resistant to the Word of God penetrating your inner being, which results in thinking change and behavioral change. Mm. Andrew spoke about a callus in his hand from rowing. The pain of rowing, it causes his hand to be callous. He could stick a needle through it. It's like you just don't feel anymore. And it's possible to even hear that and go, ah, he's 28, he's young. He hasn't been around long enough to become like I am. Ah, Mm. that's a real problem, man. You might need salvation. <laughs> I'm not saying you're unsaved. I'm just saying that if you're like me, you've had to be saved over and over again. Because mm. we are saved, but we are also being saved. That's good mm. theology. You might not know it. But we are constantly Jesus is saving us from mm. ourselves. Mm. <laughs> so we need to, somebody need to shout out, God, please, change for me. Come mm. share. Mm. Okay. Um. Mine is a little bit of last year and this year. So last year, end of last year, Nalene prayed for me. She just felt like I was so weary. And I just kept on saying, yeah, the baby's not sleeping. I'm tired. I can't move forward. And then I was just going on holiday thinking I need to pray it off and prepare my heart. And people came with prophetic words. And God just put in my heart, like, I'm so expectant for 2022, like really like a shift and a change of season. I said to God, but what do I need to change tonight, you know, to walk into this change? Like, how, how are we going to go in there? And, and then it started off the year, and the one thing just tripped after the next thing. Like, I was just, like, so tired again. And I'm like, really, how is this? Like, and God said, but you're not claiming your authority. You're not walking in it. You're not, you're not changing. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not acting in it. And, and then on Friday night, Russell shared, like, for us to advance as a church um, and to move forward, you need to claim your ground. You need to walk out that authority that God has given you. Uh, and the one thing after the next tripped me up this week. I lost my golden earring, which was made from the ring that I inherited from my grandmother, my wedding ring. And normally I would just turn up the whole house upside down and I would just like go and frantic. And, and our God just said to me, leave it. Like, focus on me. Do you trust me? Trust me. And this is a test for, for what's coming in the year. You need to trust me in the small things. And I left it there. Um, and the Saturday morning I woke up after Russell's you just preach a message about walking in your authority. And I realized, I woke up like, this is it. I need to make the change in my head. Almost exactly what you shared now. I need to actually claim and believe it and walk in that authority. And I just stood there up in my bed. Andrew was gone, went for a surf and had a baby on top of me. And I just started praying in tongues and just claiming the authority. And I said, Jesus, this year is yours. Like, God... Like, I don't care if the enemy is tripping me up. I don't care if it's tests and trials that I have to go through. Like, but you will not steal my inheritance. You will not steal the prophecies that's been spoken over us as a church and everything. And I declare that this day is yours. I declare that this year is yours. That I will walk forward in this authority and believe it. And I just, you know, sometimes it's the enemy and you have to attack it. Sometimes it's my flesh that I have to just like realign. 
And literally, guys, within two days, like, I just heard this word, do you trust me? I walk into the bathroom, and there lay the golden earring that I was missing for, like, three days that I just left. It just popped up there. And I just know it's a small thing, but actually it's a test to the bigger things that's coming. Because I left it to God, but I walked in my authority. Because mm. if God is with us, it mm. will come to us. Like, I can't make the prophetic happen. And for us as a church to advance, we must all win the ground in our personal lives. We must all walk into that authority and make the small shifts and changes, exactly what Grant spoke about. I don't know why she gave it to me. Um, Yeah, just uh, it it really was encouraging to see my wife. Usually when she loses something like that, the world ends. (laughs) And uh, it was really actually very... I can't believe I'm saying it's spiritual to see her reacting the way that she did. It was really fantastic. And then when we found the earring, it was, uh, you know, the lady who lost the golden coin. There was that kind of, that kind of joy. Um, so, you know, this week was, was incredible. Um, some plebs got to share in the, um, you know, the wisdom of, of the elders. And actually, for the first time in a very long time, I don't have a lot of prophetic pictures, but I actually had a, a picture to share and it was wow. uh, you know, uh, sort of unexpected. Mm. And it was that 2020 and 2021 were years that we rode. Is that we had to fight for the ground. We, mm. And I'm a big fan of making life as difficult for myself as I can. If I can walk to church, I'll walk to church, run to church even better, cycle to church, call mm. to church. I, I like doing that. But I felt that it's a year where God is saying, lift your sails and let the wind blow you along where I direct you to go. Because when you row, you decide where you want to go, and you do the effort, and you go there. Mm. But hoisting the sails is not doing nothing. Hoisting the sails is taking an action. It's a step of faith. And then saying, God, I will go where your wind blows. Mm. So I feel, I feel it's a prophetic word for us as a congregation, that it is a year not of doing nothing. It's not a year of laying the oars down and saying, we're going to sit on our lo- and rest on our laurels, sit on our hands and do nothing. It's a year of faith where we lift our sails in faith and saying, God, we go where your wind blows. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't mean we do nothing. It means we still in faith yeah. raise our sails. It means in wisdom taking counsel. It means every day hoisting your sails and going where God wants you to go. It means spending time in faith. It means spending time in the Word. It means spending time on your knees that you know how to do this. So we really encourage you guys. Uh, I, I, I have quite a lot of faith that this is a good word for us, simply because I don't get a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, may I just pray for us quickly? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Lord, thank you that you speak to us, Lord, yeah. uh, in your magnificent and perfect way, Lord. Thank you that we, as fallible creatures, Lord, have been chosen by you to make your kingdom manifest on this planet, Father. Well, thank you for two years that we've toiled, Father, but we know that there's a season coming, Lord, where your wind will blow. Yeah, Yeah, Lord, where we know that your direction will come to fruition, Father. And Lord, I pray for the strength and the faith to hoist ourselves, to go where you take us, Father. And not, not just for our sake, Father, but for your sake, for the kingdom's sake, Father, to bring the lost into your kingdom, Father. And like Andrew said, Father, not to build pens, Father, but to dig wells. Lord, sheep don't go to a pen, Lord. They go to a well. 
Lord, I pray that this is a season where we dig wells and we would ride your winds of faith, Father. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Stace, do you want to come share quick? Um, I just find it so beautiful <laughs> how um, the Lord doesn't leave us in a place of struggle. There's always a solution. And I find when reading the word, like to look for those gold nuggets. <laughs> um, and just reading out of Psalm 55 a few mornings ago, um, I do love writing. So this stood out to me, but it speaks about an enemy of God. Um, and how his speech was as smooth as butter, yet his, there was war in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. And then, so that's sort of speaking of that callousness and that um, heart being far from the Lord. And then straight after, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. And just as Paulette shared that I felt like there's that putting a stake in the ground of doesn't matter what comes. I'm casting my burden on yeah. you, and I will not be moved. Yeah. And it's just really encouraging to see it in action um, and yeah. to not let your heart be guarded and um, drawn swords, but to be soft and malleable in his hand. Yeah. Yes, Amen. Everybody's still cool? Good? Your hearts, you're feeling something move in your hearts? I am. I'm feeling it's a sense in my heart. Something is moving. And, you know, um, coming into this year as well, uh, something Andrew, you can keep on playing. It's actually quite cool. Uh, if you, something Andrew said, it's like the Lord builds his church. The Lord builds his church. But Milani is saying, God, move our hearts. God can build your church. Each one of you guys here, as I look over the faces, you know that God chose you. The Bible says that the Lord determines the time and the places for each one of us. And coming into this year, I was like, God, what is it? And, and I felt the Lord take me to Romans 8. And as I opened it up, it says, life in the spirit. And something I've picked up, a vein coming through from Andrew, coming, chatting to Hannes, chatting to a couple of the guys, is this year, the Holy Spirit is going to take us to places that we can never even think of or imagine. Yeah. Just Grant talking about change. Paulette going, something is changing in my heart. I think the Holy Spirit wants to shift things within us. And that shift is like us abiding in Him and the Holy Spirit coming and we living in Him. And, um, and I, 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 like I also prepared just something coming through, but I, I almost want to, I just want to read this scripture of Romans 8 over us. And as I read it, focus on the words, the, follow, the, 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 the couple of words that you'll see pop up as I read it. And it's the words, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Walk according to the Spirit. Live according to the Spirit. Set your minds in the Spirit. Be in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit, because those are sons of God. Receive the Spirit. So can we quickly, you know, in the old days, in the synagogues, they used to read the Torah. They used to read the word. And instead of me coming with something, I think as I read this, let it sink into our hearts. Can we do that? Can we close our eyes? No distractions. 
Hannes is going to keep on playing, but I just want to read this portion of Scripture over us. Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do. By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not according to the flesh, but we walk according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit sets their mind on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on flesh is death. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For it does, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed it cannot. But those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life, is, is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to you and to your mortal bodies bodies, through the Spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Amen. For us this year, Holy Spirit, be our free. Hannah said it last year. He woke up and he said, good morning, Holy Spirit. And can we this year be known as a people that are led by the Spirit? John 3 verse 8, it says, those who are led by the Spirit is like the wind. We do not, do not know where they come from or where they're going, but they're led by the Spirit. And I do feel, even for us tonight, there's a response from our hearts. Who can sense that? Who can sense that roar coming up? That like, oh, yeah, yes, I want to do something. Can you sense that? Yeah. And it's not to, and again, it's not in the flesh. It's like, God, I started singing when Melanie comes, God, move my heart. Move my heart. Move our hearts. If that's you, if your heart struggles to be moved by God, or is your heart being moved by God? Can you stand? Let's stand. Let's stand in front of our King. Let's respond to Him. Let's allow the Spirit to work in our hearts and not us trying to make things happen. But we come, come, Lord. Come, Lord. For that, can we start praying in the Spirit? Can we lift up our voices? Can we start singing in the Spirit? Sing your own song. Just in the Lord, can we connect with Him? Rise, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Move our hearts, 
move our hearts, move our hearts, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Move our hearts, move our hearts, move our hearts. Oh, yeah, Basieto, Roboshote, Kemesitra, La Basianta. Let's just keep on praying in the Spirit. Lift your voices. Come, Lord. Yes, Lord. Worship you, God. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. I want to encourage the, those who are between the age of 20 and 30. It feels like the, the Lord wants to release a sound from us tonight. I, I want to encourage you. You guys are faithful. But there's a sound that needs to be released out of you tonight. So I want to encourage you, when there's a moment, I, I, we need to pray tonight in tongues. We need to raise a shout, um, especially those who are between the age of 20 and 30. I, I believe that there's, there's like a blockage. But if you can press past the callous tonight, the Lord can lift the blockage. So I want to encourage you to respond with faith tonight to the Lord. Those of you at that age, come out. Come out of your chairs. Step out. Yeah, between that, yeah, you guys, step forward. There we go. Come, let's lift our voices. Come, Lord. on praying in the spirit. Keep on praying. Really believe the Lord's going to release something. Come Lord. to 30s, God, and Lord, we're such a, it's an age we, we grab for identity, we're looking for a spouse, like we're trying to figure out who we are, we set careers, we all do all these things, Lord, and, and I pray, Lord Jesus, that this group of 20-somethings, Lord, will throw themselves into your business, God, that their hearts will be moved by the things that move your heart, God, that they, they will be so devoted to you, yes, Lord. They'll Lord. find their worth, their sense of purpose in you, Lord yes, Jesus. Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for this group of leaders that some of them haven't, haven't have been so busy worrying about how others perceive them that they haven't seen 
that on your face there's a look of approval. There's a look of pride on your face, Lord. That's my girl. That's my boy. And Lord Jesus, I pray that they will start seeing your face more and more and worrying less and less about how others see them, God. God. That they will be a confident people, Lord, confident in you, confident as parents, confident in the workplace, confident in their wisdom, um, witness, Lord, because they've seen the look up in your face when you look at them, yeah. God. Ooh. I want my life to be a pleasing sacrifice in your eyes. Give me the fear of the Lord. Search me and know me, God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Give me the fear of the Lord. I want my life to be a pleasing sacrifice in your eyes. Give me the fear of the Lord. Search me and know me, God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Give me the fear of the Lord. Search me and know me, God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Give me the fear of the Lord. Read. 
We're getting closer and closer to the echo of the Lord. It's like our hearts are more and more just lining up with the, the cry of God for us. Mm. So let's just keep on. Let's keep on singing. And, and, and one of the things we want to do for tonight is we don't want, we're not pushing for change. We want change to happen tonight. We want to walk out here shifted. We want, we want, we want what He wants for us. Come on, let's contend together. Some of you golden oldies. You need to come out passion these youngsters here. Mm. We, we need some of the 40-year-olds to go, man, I need to get my cry back. I, I, need to, I, need to, I remember asking one of the guys uh, who's in his 40s, I think he is, but where are your tears for the Lord? When last have you had tears for God? Mm. Like we need our hearts to mm. be gripped by the, yeah. who He is and His Word. And that calloused heart needs to be stripped. Mm. We need a little bit of passion among us. Okay, let's carry on a bit longer. Lord, we want every part of us to agree with what you're doing in this church. Lord, we ask for for, for mighty grace. Lord, I want to ask for grace for my own heart. Lord, I ask for every person here, grace to fully, Lord, heal and submit and want what you have. Not just for our individual selves, but for us as a people. Lord, we wrestle for that which you want for us. Lord. We contend for it. Lord, we, we want the change that you're bringing. Lord, even if it's little by little. Father, we want the change. For your worship. Yes, God. Because of who you are, Lord. Come, Spirit, move us. Yes. We raise a shout for the Savior. We raise a shout for the King of God who shall for these days are filled with freedom as I sing. As I sing, we raise a shout for the Savior. We raise a shout for the King of God who shout for these things. 
death is broken and heaven's soul will be my portion forevermore. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore, for endless days. We will sing your praise, oh Lord, oh Lord our God. Come on, let's just keep going. Let's just, if you can pray in tongues, I'm going to encourage you to keep going. Just keep lifting a, a song to the Lord. Let's be hungry tonight. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice. I want to encourage everyone, lift your voice. Lift your voice to the Lord. If you don't know what to say, Dear Jesus, we love you. Oh, we welcome you, Jesus. Come breathe. 
breathe upon us Holy Spirit Come breathe upon us Come Holy Spirit Come breathe upon us Yeah, we want you We want you We want you To breathe upon us We want you We want you We want you To breathe Yes Yes, Lord We want you Yes, Lord Yes, Lord Now is the time to worship. Come, this now is the time to give your all. Oh, come, just as you are to worship. Yeah, we come, just as you are before you. Oh, we come. I, I, I have good news. Like, I feel the Lord is here to fill us with His Spirit. And, you know, it's something we've longed for just, for, you know, over, 
over, over your life in the Lord. There's the bat- your first time you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it's so wonderful. And the word gets broken up, and you start um, hearing God's voice, and you start um, experiencing the leading of the Spirit. And there's just so much life and intimacy with the Lord. And, and, and the wonderful thing is, I believe that here and now, there's the outpourings of His Spirit starting on yeah. this congregation. And it's our portion in Him. But I felt that when we asked Him for it, we were almost so used to asking that we've forgotten how to expect for actually something to happen. And, yeah. and if you someone that remembers when Jesus touched you in a certain way that just took your feet out underneath you, or when Jesus touched you in a way that moved you to tears or laughed or whatever, I just want to say, we, we're there again. This, yeah. this, I believe that we're in a chapter again of the outpouring of His Spirit. And it's an outpouring for a purpose. It's to draw us near and then to send us out. So it's not just an optional extra. It's not like wait in Jerusalem yeah. and then when my Spirit come upon you, it will be fine. No, it's wait in Jerusalem and when my Spirit comes upon you, you'll receive power and you'll be my witnesses. So it is essential that we enjoy Him in this way. It's essential that we drink from His Spirit in this way. It's essential that we ask, because we're asking a good Father, that when we ask for His Holy Spirit, He gives us His Holy Spirit. So let's not just ask, but let's receive. Receive His Spirit. Receive the renewed baptism in His Spirit. Um, I just want to add to that what Milani shared. Like God was showing to me while we were worshiping. I, he showed me how His Holy Spirit was going into me, into my body. And, and He was saying, like, for those that are scared, like He's saying, like, I have found you and I found a home in you. And He was going around my heart and my heart was beating. And He was saying, like, it's fine. I know it's a bit messy in you. And I know certain areas we're going to work it out. But give me your heart. I want to rest in you. I want to find a home in you. And just open it up. So for those that are scared, we don't always know how. It's like he's saying, like, my spirit will move. It's not something you have to do supernaturally. It's like the outpouring of him will come and enter your body. Just, just make yourself available to him and say, here's my heart. And he will beat for you. And he will sort it out with you. And he will make a way because God is with us. He's in us. He's breathing with us. The spirit is one in our heart. We raise our hands as Mike started singing, Holy Spirit, breathe over us. I literally saw him breathing over us. And some of us experiencing even that, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So we want to receive tonight, Jesus. Jesus even said, it said, it's better that I go because I'll send a helper. I'll send one that will be with you. So Holy Spirit, come now. We pray that you will breathe. Breathe, Holy Spirit. Breathe, Holy Spirit. We receive you, Holy Spirit. Breathe, Lord. Breathe, Lord. Breathe, Lord. Breathe, Holy Spirit. Let your wind blow over us, Holy Spirit. Breathe, blow, Holy Spirit, over us. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Yes. Yes. Yes.
Oh, worthy is your name. You're worthy is your name. You're worthy is your name. You're worthy is your name. Yeah! Oh, worthy is your name. Oh, worthy is your name. Oh, worthy is your name. Oh, Jesus, you, you're worth it all. Every nation and every soul. Oh, Jesus, you, you're worth it all. Every nation and every soul. You're worth it all Oh, every nation And every soul Jesus, you You're worth it all Of every nation And every soul Jesus, you you're worth it all Every nation And every song Worthy is your name Jesus You deserve the praise Worthy is your name Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name, you're worthy is your name, Japan, a d o 
glorify your name in all the earth. Oh, glorify your name. Come and glorify your name, oh, glorify your name in all the earth. Spirit we love, yes, Spirit we Come and glorify your name. Oh, glorify your name in all the earth. Father, we love you. Yes, Father. We love you, we worship, we adore you. Oh, glorify your name in all the earth. Come and do it, God. We glorify your name. Yeah, we glorify your name. Cause you're worthy, Jesus. We glorify your name in all the good it is to dwell with you when you walk in this room you've promised us where we dwell in unity you would come and commune with us How good it is, God, when you come and we can have communion with you. 
You know us from the inside out And you love us You love us more than we could ever imagine We pray God That you come and work Come and turn us inside out We respond to you If we had callous thoughts But we say this year God We respond to you We respond to you With moldable hearts You are the potter And we are the clay So we put fleshly hearts In your hands We pray that if we had hearts of stone, come and replace it with hearts of flesh. Easy for the potter to shape. How good it is to dwell with you when you come and have communion with us. You promised us that you would come. And we know that you are here with us. So we say thank you, Lord. 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 Yeah, we say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. Yeah, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Yeah, we love you, Lord. Yeah, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. God, we know that songs doesn't do justice. So what we give you is ourselves as living sacrifices. We just say this year, God, we are yours again. Use us as you please. I want to ask if that is your cry. Would you lift your hands with me? We say, God, we are living sacrifices in your hands. Would you do with us as you please? Love you, God. Lord, we really appreciate your 
concern and your passion for us, God, that we could respond back to you with your own love and your own passion. So, Father, we, we're thankful. We, yeah. Our song, Lord, being received by you is a great honor for us, God. Yeah. And we, we just lift you high, Lord. We, Lord, it's true. We don't know how to say it, God. We don't know how to sing it. But, Lord, we just say you, Lord, you, God, you, you're King, and we, we worship you. We're your people. And, Lord, we, we want to give ourselves to you for this year. Yeah. Lord, we, 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 we're weak, but, Lord, we want to stand in Christ. Yeah. This year. We want to abide, Lord, not only in you, but abide together by your Spirit. We want to be a people that are in you. Yes, God. Everyone says amen. Before you go, is there someone here that needs to receive Christ? You need to, in, in, in just simple language, you need to turn from the way you've been living and you need to turn to the Lord and begin to follow Him. You haven't received the forgiveness of sins and you're going like, this is new for me. Or you've walked away from the Lord and you're going, hey, I, I need to be prayed for. I, I, I'm here, but I'm not here. My heart's just gone. If, is there anyone who needs to respond to any of those two calls? Yeah. Can, I, can I clarify that? You can clarify it. Can I, can I clarify what I think? Uh, I, I think the, the second call that he made there, just if you, if you felt that your heart has drifted from us as, as a body, but, but this year you want to, almost not, I want to say stop saying this year, but today you want to say, I want to be, I, I want to have communion with us again as we dwell together in unity. And you just want to say, God, I want my heart to be linked here again. Um, I think that's what we need to respond to, what Grant said. So, and I, I want to encourage you. That's actually you very respond. good because I think that's articulating that second part. You could have walked away from the Lord, yeah. but it's a very different thing. You might be with the Lord, but you're disconnected with us. Mm. And that it can happen in your member. You're a Josh Gen member, you're in a community, but you're disconnected from us. It's a work of God to be reconnected. Mm. And, and sometimes you just say, I need help to reconnect. Just, will, you, will you approach one of the elders? Uh, that'd be great. Is there anyone who needs to be saved here? Just let's put it out. We stop closing eyes and making it easy for you. No one needs to be saved. Mm. No one at all. Okay, great. I want to give a quick direction for this week. Uh, we don't need to use the whole of community or all of your time to do this, but what one thing can you bring a change to that's going to make a big difference in your life that you want to present to someone else? So I'm going to say the elders are fully available. The deacons are fully available. Can we have our deacons just wave our hands? If you're a deacon among us. So look around. If you need to speak to someone, that can be someone you can do this in community as well. I want to even encourage our elders, our deacons, our leaders, what one thing is God asking you to adjust that's going to make a difference? And it's by the Spirit. You're actually saying, Lord, what, what would please you? And so you are acting now on what you've heard. Your heart coming into the open. Uh, it's alive. You, you're, you're, you're shifting. And you're part of all of us. So could you think about that and do that? All right? So this is, so it doesn't have to be the whole agenda for community. But let's say have that thing permeate us and be all shifting and changing.